stop it by Love Mondays because it's great news with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. How are you? You're better than good. Um, I'm doing fine. So I'm floating around the X. I guess you can't call it the Twitters. You know, and I was fighting. Kay, I was fighting it. I was ready for I was like, let's go, Musk. I will call it Twitter all I want. Then mm-hmm. I thought to myself, self, the guy paid like $44 billion. Can you call it what he wants? And I went, you know what, self, you're right. So um, I'm going to call it, but but I'm old, so I'm not going to say X. I'm going to say VX. Is that okay? I love that. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I mean, I would rather call it the X. I mean, I use Twitter, I think, because, I don't know, I still, there was something the other day, like I pulled out the vacuum cleaner and I called yeah. it a Hoover. Right. Um you know, the trash is still the bin. <laughs> the trunk of the car is still. You guys the bin. call wait, wait. You guys call all vacuums Hoovers? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it a was a brand. But I, but I guess I, I, I get, it's a colloquialism, probably because just like we say, let's go Xerox this, and my printer is not a Xerox. It's a it's a Canon. Yeah, like we would call it so, a yeah. printer, but I think it that's like you know. So Twitter, sort of, I think for me is going to fall in line with that. It's okay. you know, I heard a bunch of kids the other day. Um, talking about different social media platforms. And I was like, what the heck are they on about? And then I realized that they mentioned Facebook, but they referred to it as Meta. And I was like, what? Wow, wow. People are calling it Meta now? I know. It's That that one I don't think I can do because it's still Facebook.com, so I'm not sure I can do Mm -hmm. that one. But the reason I bring up the X is because this clip from a movie produced by the Obamas uh, what was it, Amazon Prime or Netflix? It was on one of them. Netflix. Okay, Netflix. So, so they've got this deal with Netflix, and the one <clears throat> clip they kept showing was a man and a woman. I'm not sure if it was a father and a daughter or a, or a husband and a wife. I don't know who it was. But they were talking about, I guess, the impending end of the world, and don't trust anybody, especially not white people. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So, I mean, you know what I mean? And, and from what I understand, the Obamas have final script approval, too. So, Kay, please tell me, because coming into this today, you said that's the least Im- important line in the whole movie. Why? Oh, yeah, hands down. So, it's yeah, it's a father and a daughter. You've seen this. Yeah, I watched okay. it. So, there'll be some spoilers, but I also think more of a summary than a spoiler for everyone listening. Okay. So, basically, the premise is Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, they're two kids who are sort of like 13 and 16, something like that. They decide to go out to Long Island for the weekend, and they rent this, like, gorgeous Airbnb. Halfway through the night, or later into the night, uh, Guy knocks on the door, dressed up to the nines, like, so fancy, fancy car and he starts talking with them and it's like clearly awkward like they don't know who he is and it turns out that he's the owner of the house julia roberts basically casually not so casually implies like how could this black guy and his you know daughter how could they own this house and he's just like i you know i I, he's on the board of the philharmonic like he clearly has this like huge career in Like, it's sort of, you know, finance, all that kind of stuff. But the undercurrent of the whole thing is Julia Roberts is a racist and all white people are racist. Now, here's the issue, right? Everyone's going to watch this film and it's going to do exactly what the Obamas want it to do. It's going to separate us down racial lines even further and completely in just like the most arbitrary manner, like a really just such a disservice to the social narrative that's happening at this moment in time. Like, it, I felt like the entire script was like a huge step backwards. But the dialogue in the script, or I should say the dialogue, because the actual overall story was pretty great. But the really? dialogue, oh yeah, but the dialogue in the script is terrible. Like, it's it's not even that it's like terrible because 
it's like this really cringe interpretation of racism and race relations and like generational differences and like obsessions with technology and all this kind of stuff. Um, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a good, like the dialogue. So, so, so they, the, the plot, the storyline makes sense in modern times, but they did it in such a way that as Obama has his entire life, to separate us and divide us uh, on on racial lines, because yeah. uh, I, I'm, if I'm getting what you're laying down, and I think I am, um, it, it, it's a story that should be told, but not told through the lens of somebody has to be racist and somebody has to be the oppressed. I feel like it just could have been done in a way classier way. Like I just finished the last episode of Lawmen Bass Reeves on Paramount right. Plus, which is. This guy, Chad Feehan, um, it's uh, Taylor Sheridan. And it tells the real story. I think it's David, I can't pronounce his surname. You know how I am with surnames because everyone has to mispronounce mine. Yes. Um, but, Smithy. Smithy. Yes, exactly. Uh, but that told the story of the first U.S. black marshal. Right. You know, and how he went. I want to see that. Don't tell me how it ends. Yeah, I want to okay. see that. But it went from how he went to being enslaved to becoming a marshal and what his journey and how his race affected that role. And so I felt like this script really forced you to focus in on the racial element while everything else going on around it. Like the script was so bad, you almost had to pay extra attention to it because you were like, what the hell are they on about? Um, But everything that was going on around it and the subtext was terrifying and that's the real story of this movie this netflix obama movie it's a story of how sudden and how vulnerable america is as an empire and i hear this all the time from friends i hear it from like family members oh there'll never be ground warfare in america yeah no just before world war ii germany was one of the most progressive countries in the world like you look at sort of like Iraq was one of the scientific centers of the world, literally the birthplace of modern sort of like humanity, basically. Like I had friends that I grew up with, no one there thought what was gonna happen happened and it happened. Same thing in former Yugoslavia, Zimbabwe. The list literally goes on. Absolutely, America as an empire can collapse, especially as the rest of the de- like the sort of like developing world becomes developed, and they no longer like the rest of the world won't need America to buy their stuff, and we don't make anything that anyone wants. So like, why do they need us? And that's basically the story here. And there's so many little things that I picked up. Like there was this sort of like one conversation, almost like a throwaway comment, that was essentially. I like when the world collapses, everyone's going to think that the people in charge and these globalists like orchestrated it. Why Why are the fireworks going off? I have no video? idea. The last time I had John, when you did a thumbs up, it made a little bubble with a thumbs up. Okay, well, I'll figure out how to turn that off because yes. that's a nightmare. That but anyway, so good. the subtext <laughs> of this thing being. Um, you know, when the world ends, everyone's going to turn and blame the globalists and think, oh, they're, they're, you know, the ones who caused this. But really, America has made so many enemies that if like Russia, China, North Korea or one or two, Iran, one or two of those countries on their own decided to invade us, like they win that war right now. And so it's your phone turns off. Oh, everything's fine. The power's still on. 
you don't have a Geiger counter in your house. You don't know everything's fine. Right. The people in Chernobyl went and stood on the bridge and caught the ash in their mouths like snowflakes because they didn't understand what was going on. And it's that. not that, like, you don't, it's not like people wouldn't understand that now, but, like, most people wouldn't. I'm sorry. Well, I want to I wanna, I wanna push back a little bit. I think you're right. We'd be in trouble if somebody wanted to invade. But it depends on how quickly we could galvanize. Like, after 9-11, we galvanized as a country. We became one. Obama at all, anybody in that lineage, Obama and anybody he surrounded himself with have been working their whole lives to divide us. So I think we are we are as vulnerable as you say because of that. But it really depends on do we become September 12th America again or mm-hmm. do, do, do we allow the, the division to, to keep its roots and keep us divided? Like, I mean, you look at the whole thing happening with Harvard right now. There mm-hmm. are people literally who are saying the plagiarist should keep her job because she's a black woman. Now, that's nuts. That's crazy. Anybody with a brain knows that should not be the case. So that's how deep the, the lines of division are. So I agree with you. We would be vulnerable and in trouble, potentially, depending on how quickly we say, I don't care what color you are. Let's get the bad guy. You know what I mean? Well, I think the, one of the things that they did in the movie was they basically made it so that you didn't know who the bad guy was. And it's sort of this idea, this like three stage plan where you launch a physical attack, like uh, you shut down the satellites, which shuts off the Internet, which, you know, you do a massive cyber attack, essentially. Um, Then you have and this is something really creepy. Alex Jones, about like a couple of days before this movie came out, goes on Tucker Carlson and basically says, if there's going to be ground warfare in America, this is exactly what I said to John. It's going to be terror cells that have come in over our open border that could be living next door to you right now that you just think are just like regular, you know, could be a family. It could just be like uh, one guy. It could be anyone. But these terror cells, they get the little tap on the shoulder. Go berserk. Go and kill everyone. Go set off all those bombs. Just go absolutely nuts. All of you are going to get martyred. And every single one of our cities and a lot of the smaller neighborhoods, they get shut down by these individual cells. But that essentially, that shutdown, that cyber collapse, that lack of data sharing, we are so divided right now that, like, if it's me and my family versus, like, someone else and their family, like, I know what I'm doing in that situation, and I'm sure that family is doing the same thing. And, like, it was really interesting, the movie... Sort of do I have to watch question. this damn movie? I, I don't want to give you them any. Do. do I? Okay. Well, I'll watch okay. the damn movie because I thought it was about racism. It's, it sounds like it's about it's a, not. A, a, the end of the world. It's the end of the world, and they made the whole conversation of the movie about racism because. For no they, reason. For no. But here's the creepy thing, right? Like, if I was a terrible person and I wanted to send a warning of something that was going to happen and I wanted to do it through that sort of like predictive programming that people talk about all the time, which I hope to God isn't real, but sometimes I wonder. This is the kind of predictive programming movie that tells you what's going to happen ahead of time. And I mean, the number of friends I've had, super liberal friends even, have called me and said, what do I do in this situation? Or I'm already coming up with my plan. I can't right. believe I didn't listen to you saying that this was potentially going to happen. Like, it could happen anytime. The sun could knock off. 
all of her electricity, and the same thing happens. It's the easiest way to collapse an empire. It's, listen, it's always Turn a happy conversation with K. Smythe. It is. Smythe.com. It's always about, hey, let's enjoy the moment because it's her last moment ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I have to watch this movie? Fine. Uh, I'll take one for the team. I'll watch it and I'll see. But I don't know why they had to go racist on it. Why not tell a good story? Uh, K. Smythe, go to Smythe.com. Sierra Newsmax. Let, let's go to the MSNBC dork that I think you made famous. I never heard of this guy. I'd never seen his ugly face or his, uh, his stupid face before. Um, yet he, he here he is. Every time I go to Instagram, somebody else is spreading this video now. What is this? So this is uh, apparently he had some job with some fancy title. I don't even remember if it was under Trump or Biden, but he had something that was with you know a byline or whatever within some political administration and he keeps going on or he went on definitely msnbc and was like trump could shut off the internet if he wanted to and it was just like yeah but like i you know so so could anyone if they really set their blimmin mind to it like it's just one of those things where i was sort of like with fear, there's fear mongering in such a way that we can have time to prepare and potentially mitigate full disaster Right. Like what we saw with this movie. And then there's fear-mongering that just further divides, like the dialogue in that movie and this guy. And, like, I just saw that Mark Zuckerberg is building, like, a $100 million compound with a massive underground bunker. And there was honestly part of me that's like, I just don't want to freak people out anymore today. But when you see headlines like that, I mean, if Mark Zuckerberg's doing that, He's obviously nervous, too. Like, that's not something you do for, like, fun. You do that because you understand how the world is working right now. And so when this kid comes on and says, oh, Trump's going to turn off the Internet, I just want everyone to know. Pretty much, like, any major terrorist organization or major... Oh, God, it's doing the emoji thing again every yes. time. Yeah, we get the thumbs up on that. For those who are listening on the radio, right. uh, Kay has fireworks and thumbs up showing up whenever she makes a motion. It's so annoying. It's so dumb. I don't know why this is starting to happen. I hate technology. It's so stupid. The, the, the bottom line is this, and again, maybe I'm, I'm glass half full and you're glass half empty today. I just um, but, I'm a but back, But for, for years and years and years, homes were built with, with fallout bunkers and shelters. Mm -hmm. They were because of the Cold War, and it was imminent. Well, thank God it didn't happen. So, look, Mark Zuckerberg has more money than he'll ever know what to do with it. He could burn it for a, a million a day every day for the next several years and not worry about it. So if he wants to build a bunker, but what bothers me is the hypocrisy. Same thing with him building a six-foot wall around his estate in Hawaii mm -hmm. while he's against the wall at the border. And mm -hmm. He's building a bunker to keep himself safe while he doesn't care if you and I are safe. So that that's the angle of the story that bothers me. These people all talk the talk, and they're all like vastly conservative, afraid for their lives You know, when, when they get behind closed doors. That, that's yeah. what blows my mind. And, like, I think it's so interesting as well. Like, one of the things in the movie was how much that situation, like, uh, whether it's, you know, domestic warfare, coup d'etat, whatever, um, how much that evens the playing field and how much, you know, someone makes, what kind of car they drive, you know, the cool stuff that they have, the fancy title that they have at work. Like, the wealthiest people I know, except for one or two, who are former military, so that doesn't really even count because they have all the specialist training. But most of the wealthiest people I know, like the uber-rich, would be apocalypse food within a week.
if this thing really happened. And so it's sort of like one of those things where like, yeah, like Mark Zuckerberg can go ahead and like build his bunker. But what happens after he's been in the bunker for like a year or two years or 10 years? What happens if it's not even a massive war? What happens if it's a pole shift or the Cascadia fault goes off or all the other crazy things that could kill us all, which is why I'm so numb to this stuff. Um, yeah, you know, like it's just it's just short term thinking. And uh, hey, hey, I hear you. Before we have to head out of here, do me a favor. Do, do a thumbs up again. No, isn't no, do it. No, it's just not doing both of them. I think it's just one. We do one. It's not doing the thing. This is so dumb. What is the story? You just do your right hand. Nothing? Nothing. But in the middle of you telling about how the world's ending, a big, fat, pink thumbs up showed up. (laughs) What the heck is that? Those of you who didn't watch, you can go watch later on on Rumble. It's K-Smythe, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E dot com. Always just a ray of sunshine. When she shows up, <laughs> go and build a bunker or something. Kay, Kay, you're the best. If I don't talk to you, but I will. Um, uh, Merry Christmas to you and John and to your entire family. We'll talk very soon. Oh, you too. And the fam. Oh, thanks, Bags. You're the best. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Steve Land Morris from Saginaw, Michigan. Stevie Wonder. Get it done on a Motown Monday. It's your, your boy Joe Pags. Do me a favor. Stop by all the social media. I'll remind you about these Cameo videos. It's Cameo.com slash Joe Pags. Cameo.com slash J-O-E-P-A-G-S. I did one for Larry today, who's got a birthday coming up. So, uh, yeah, if you want a, a personalized video from me, that's how you go and do it. I'll even yell, come on at you at the end of it if you'd like. Make sure you go check out all the social media, YouTube, and uh, and also on Twitch. Not Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, which is now X, and uh, and also on Instagram, it's Joe Talk Show. Joe Talk Show on TikTok. I know a lot of you hate it, but if you're on TikTok, it's Joe Pags. Make sure you go check that out. Do all these these come on videos. Also, do longer story videos. Some people are comparing them to Paul Harvey over on uh, on TikTok. I'm not I'm not comparing myself. Some people have said that I am not, but I'm telling some stories that you probably haven't heard elsewhere. That's going to do it for now. I'll post that parody up tonight as well as those interviews. That is Sam. That is Carrie. That's Polo. That's Ty. I'm Joe. Back tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a good night. Bye. Joe Pags.